the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Join us today as we talk about parenting, not for the weak at heart. You know, in today's society, being a parent, we have to be so intentional, more intentional than ever before. So join us today as we talk about how to be intentional in being the parents that our kids need to be so that we can raise warriors for the next generation right here on The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. Because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. View. What a great audience we have today. Thank you all for being here and thank you at home for watching or those listening by radio or podcast. This is The Christian View. We take today's hot topics and challenging topics and we weigh it against God's word because God does have a view and he has a view for you. Um, I want to introduce my, um, my co-host sitting around the table, Trudy Davis. Thank you for being here. Pastor Lee Adams, always love having you. Thank you. Stuart, we're so glad to have you back with us today. And Coach Caitlin. So glad to have these um, amazing people on this panel with me today. Check out what they're doing. They're doing amazing things for the kingdom of God in addition to pouring into the Christian view. Well, grab your Bibles, your coffee, your pen, and we're going to dive into parenting. Um, I titled this Parenting is Not for the Week. Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I think we can all attest to parenting is a calling. And when we're called to parenting, it is not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy. Caitlin, I know you just have, you have a a small child and you can probably relate to once we think we figure out something, it changes in a heartbeat, whether it's their Mm -hmm. sleeping patterns, their eating patterns, Mm -hmm. um, their friendships is constantly changing. And I think we need to be so much more intentional Mm -hmm. today, more than ever and purposeful Mm -hmm. in parenting our children. You know, I was Googling all the, all the books that are out there. And there's, you know, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of books on parenting. Here's a few. Peaceful Parenting, Happy Kids. What about that? Intentional Parenting. We probably all have read this one. Five, the five love languages of children. Mm-hmm. Um, parenting, Survival for New Parents. You might get yeah. that one. You know, how are we going to survive? Um, simplicity in Parenting. Parenting the Strong-Willed Child, and I love this one, No More Drama Discipline. Mm. There are so many books on how to parent. My little girl, she um, came home the other day. She goes, Mom, did you know that none of us have the same fingerprint? None of us do. And it made me think, you know, all these books are great, but what does Scripture tell us on how to raise kids today, Caitlin? Yes, so it's a great question. I'm clearly an expert because I'm four and a half months in, so thank you for asking that expert. (laughs) You know, yes, (laughs) Yes, of course. But, you know, uh, before I say this, I want to say, that I was one of those, you know, millennium. And I was saying, you know, our 
uh, society is terrible. I don't want to have children. Mm-hmm. That was me. And God surprised us last year. So there I was in the middle of a global pandemic, yep. pregnant for the first time. And I had already been saying, I don't know if I want kids in this society. But the scripture that my husband kept bringing me back to is Psalm 127.4, like ha- arrows in the hands of a warrior mm-hmm. are children born in one's youth. Yes. And so we actually have that above our son's script. So every day we pick him up. It's an arrow that has that scripture verse on it. But I really believe that the scriptures tell us that in our society, we need more good children. Yes. We need more children raised up to be arrows in the hands of godly parents. And so one thing about an arrow is you have to begin to shape it in the bent that it is so that it shoots the way it's supposed to shoot. And so I think, you know, the scriptures say, train up a child in the way they should go. When they're older, they won't depart. But for me, the scripture that sticks out the most in raising children is that Psalm 127, 4, that they are arrows in our hands and that we can shoot them out to be light in our world. And that's what we need now more than ever. Exactly. We, and they're going to be different. You know, if we train them up in the ways of the Lord, our children are going to look different than, Mm -hmm. than children who are not raised in the Lord above my son's bed. And I've said this before is his, and he chose to do this a couple years ago. I'd rather stand with God than be judged by the world and to stand with the world and be judged by God. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to teach them to be able to stand alone. You know, I think you said this great tree before we're not training. We're not training children. We're training them for the next generation. Yeah, yeah that's what we're doing. We're training Absolutely. them up. We're not training them to keep them at home. We're mm-hmm. training them to push mm-hmm. them out. Yes, yes, definitely. And you know, what you were saying about the books, I read a great article that was saying that parenting is the hardest job it's it, that we'll ever do, but it's a God-given job. Yes. And it said the Bible tells us that children are a blessing, but at times we start to feel confused and worried that we're doing a good job. Right. But I love what it went on to say, to Caitlin's point, it said, but it is the Word of God that can offer parents wisdom wisdom and encouragement because like you were saying, nothing else really matters. And I love Proverbs because Mm -hmm. Proverbs really Mm -hmm. does cut through the counterculture confusion that the children know better than you do. And Proverbs will tell you straight out, you are the authority in their life and you need to be so and wear that mantle of authority. You're not called to be their best friend at the parenting stage. And let them do whatever they think is best. You become their friend later. You train them up. And God's word never returns void. So if we are giving them God's word, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to return void. They may steer away from it, but they're going to come back. And God gives us wisdom and each child's different. I grew up with Two sisters, there are three of us, raised by the same parents. Mm total different parent yeah. style, mm-hmm. styles, totally different girls raised yeah. in one house by the same people. But it's because my parents would pray and ask for discernment exactly. on each one of us. And the way they parented me wouldn't work for Olivia or Hannah. And that's what we have to do as parents. We have to. And that's where the word of God comes in. And when my little girl said that, it really made me think everybody is so uniquely different to the point that our fingertips, that our yeah. fingertips aren't going to, our fingerprints are not going to match. And so when we're trying to learn how to raise our kids, we've got to get into God's What does God's word say about this particular situation for this particular child? And we have to be in tune not only with God, we have to be in tune with the spirit of the children. And I think that's where a lot of parents are failing. You know, I think that God gives us his word. But when we pray and we discern and we learn our individual children, then it's there. He gives us the mechanism for where like a like a little seam of how I get to him Mm -hmm. to find out what I need to do differently with this one. Because what worked for one may not work for the other Mm -hmm. and what worked in this season may not work in the next season. So 
right. is very important that not only do we understand the word of God, we also have to understand our children. Mm-hmm. We have to be purposeful yes. and intentional, especially in today's society. Yes. Stay with us. We'll be right back with some more on parenting tips here on The Christian View. We're talking about parenting and how parenting is not for the weak at heart. Um, We need to be more intentional and more purposeful today in parenting more than ever. I read a statistic and it said parents have over 3,000 hours a year to teach their children about Christ. The church, on the other hand, has 40 hours to teach them about Christ. And so often I think we leave it to the church Mm-hmm. instead of bringing it back into the house. Right. You know, Stuart, they say it takes a village to raise a family. But we need to figure out what, what are the primary influences that we need to put in place to protect our children? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big question. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. You, you talk about technology. You can talk about the church. Mm-hmm. I, I think as a father, I look at my kids. I think the way that I would bring that back, I would say, okay, well, it's got to be how do I protect them when I can't necessarily control them or their environment? Exactly. And so my children would listen to me if they have a strong relationship. How do I build a strong relationship? Well, I have to model the behavior that I'd want them to mimic. So that's going to be um, love. It's going to be discipline. It's going to be um, boundaries. It's going to be respect. It's going to be uh, forgiveness. Right. And, you know, when you look at what is forgiveness and love, which is obviously the greatest of those, Mm -hmm. Paul summed that up incredibly well in 1 Corinthians 13. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13, 5 says, do not be easily angered. Yes. And I'm ashamed to say that as a parent of young children, there are times that I have lost my temper. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you're not, you're not alone. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You're not alone. Thankfully, there is grace, yes, and forgiveness. And, and, and even, even before I was a father, I've been around young kids. My friends had young kids. Yes. And I figured, you know what? I've got this licked. I know what to expect. How wrong and naive I was. And, you know, and there's been times of pure, unadulterated joy. And there's been times when I've been left sobbing on the kitchen yes. floor, mm-hmm. broken. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so trying to go back to my earlier point about modeling what I'd like to see. Yes. Um, I was reading with my son this week, um, and this is on Matthew 19, 13 to 15. And I love the very simplistic, clear way it says this. It says, mothers and fathers took their children to Jesus. Mm. They wanted Jesus to pray for their children. Stop, said the friends of Jesus. Jesus is too busy for children. Wait. Don't stop them, said Jesus. Let the children come to me. God loves children. The children hurried to Jesus, and Jesus said a special prayer for each child. Amen. So God loves children. Yes. If you're a believer in Jesus, you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. And so what did our Heavenly Father do? He showed us the model. He gave us the model. Yes. Sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. And to tie it back to Caitlin and to, to Trudy's point earlier, look at Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We have to model, to protect them, we have to model sacrificial love. And you made a great point. And Trudy, you're really good at this as well. You have older, and Lee as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still have children at home, a a 15-year-old and a 4-year-old. But your children still come to you. Mm-hmm. They still yeah, come yeah. to you now because you built that relationship, that solid mm-hmm. relationship. They come home to you, and that's what we want. Right, yeah. right. And I think that that's so important. In the beginning with your children, to, as we were talking about, you do have to be firm. You do yes. have to lay down the boundaries. But I also think you have to pick your battles yes. because... Mm-hmm. Things like hair and trendy clothes, they don't matter as much. And 
it, when it comes down to the big things. Exactly. And if you focus on those, if everything's a 10, a big deal, then you don't lose your leverage mm -hmm. for when it's something that's really big. So, you know, I just like to tell parents, I, I had a, one, my one son was 11 years old and, you know, we highlighted his hair because that was the trend yeah, at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that came and went. Mm -hmm. It was no big deal. But now that same boy will come to me for huge life yes. decisions mm -hmm. because I let him have some freedom knowing still that I was the parent And he charge. knew you were going to be there for yeah. him. Yeah. He knew, mm -hmm. like, you were going to be there for him and you were going to do, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't harmful for really? him, so you were going to support yeah. him in that. And mm -hmm. I think that is so important. And it's like what Lee said mm -hmm. about knowing your individual child. Yes. He, that was just important to him at the time. Yes. The other boy could have cared less. Right. But it's just knowing, okay, that was spoke to his right. heart, mm -hmm. therefore then I'll have his heart and his head exactly. when it matters. And knowing your individual child. So I had a pastor that lived down the street from me for a while. He had five different children. They all went to five different schools. Wow. Because he said, I can't they, they they all they can't learn the same they all have different gifts and talents and we do as parents yeah. need to really hone in mm -hmm. on their strengths and their weaknesses so we can build upon each one but we we I think we have to take it back yes. we can't just wait for the church to do it we can't wait for a Christian school to do it it has to truly start in the Absolutely. home and we need to be the primary influences Yes. in our children's lives. And I think that's when one of the, at least one of the pros that have come out of this pandemic, mm -hmm. I think that people have become closer yes. in their family mm -hmm. relations yeah. um, because to me, first, before you can really even move in a lot of those things, you got to know your children yes. and you have to build that relationship with them. You know, it's harder to get someone to stay within boundaries when you don't really know them and you don't understand them and they don't understand where you're coming from. Right. But I think, you know, having those, the bonding, mm -hmm. the boundaries, and then even now monitoring you know even I think you know we, we do it a lot maybe from afar yeah. when they mm -hmm. get this so but you that's still gross. have to monitor <laughs> yes. your kids mm -hmm. and they have to know that you're still connected with mm -hmm. them and I think oh, yeah. that's really things that we can help as parents um, to help our children to be mm -hmm. successful exactly my teenager I was like I'm going to check your phone yeah. you know you know, you know I'm, I'm going to check your phone I'm going to so I'm going to check you know who you're hanging out with because I'm not just going to let you go the world is, is not safe yeah. I mean right. with, with sex trafficking with pornography with mm -hmm. with with drugs. I mean, it's not safe. And so I'm like, honey, it's not because I don't love you, but it's because I do love you. Yes. And I think I said this on another episode, but he got into some stuff he probably shouldn't have got into. And we had to restrict his phone. And he came downstairs later and he said, I just want to thank you. You know, because kids want those boundaries. Yes. They, they, whether sure. they say they it or not, <laughs> they want to know, right. you know what, my mom cares. My dad cares. Exactly. The, the, the road I was going was destructive and I needed my parents mm -hmm. to pull me back into a safety zone. And it creates a a foundation in your life. Even now, you know, growing up out of my parents and my parents were so protective and they weren't overly strict. They trusted us. But I remember my dad getting in my car being like, the CD doesn't belong yeah. here, throwing it out. <laughs> oh, I yeah. remember him being like, you're not watching this movie and being like so protective. I was like, well, everybody else can. He said, well, I'm not raising everybody else. That's right. That's you. right. But there are still times when I'll like flip something. And I'm, like, I'm not allowed to watch that. And then I'm like, no, I'm grown. Like, <laughs> I can make my own. It yeah. stays with it, you it does. in the process of protecting your children. When it's done in love. Yeah. I think when it's yes. done in love, that makes all the difference in the world. But if it's gone, done in condemnation or shame, then right. I so think different. that's where we're going to get mm -hmm. the prodigal sons running off and, mm -hmm. and not coming back. Stay with us. We'll be right back with here. More on the Christian view and parenting is not for the week. back to the Christian View. We're talking today about parenting not being for the weak. And we talked a little bit about the influences, influencers we need to keep in our children's life. And we, I think we all agreed that it needs to stay first and foremost in the home. We need to bring back the teachings of parenting, the teachings mm -hmm. of scripture mm -hmm. to our children 
back into the home. We need to be talking about it in our table, at our tables for yeah. dinner and, and as we're putting them to bed. We need to make sure that is the forefront of our conversations at home. Um, so Trudy, a couple weeks ago, I was in a client session and she came in and she goes, my son came home from school and said, I don't love Jesus anymore. And she quickly, she was very quick and she said, but Jesus still loves you. Oh, and then another client said, came home and came over to, to, to counseling and said, uh, my daughter decided she wanted to choose the gay lifestyle. And we've been, we've been in church every single Sunday. You know, so it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Our children are not going to mm-hmm. embrace the beliefs that we, we, we embrace. And so yeah. what do we do? So I think the key is to intellectually, not emotionally, just like your mm-hmm. first client did. That is amazing because when we react emotionally, our it's just going to force our children to right. rebel and they're not going to hear. I, I grew up in a house of, of yelling, screaming. And, you know, we would look at our mom and we didn't hear what she said. We right. just saw irate emotion and it really made no sense to us. Kind of so. like the Charlie Brown. It just yeah. goes right, right over you. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. love this translation of Ephesians 6, 4. It says, don't irritate your children and make them resentful. Yes. Instead, yes. raise them in the Lord's kind of discipline and guidance because at times mm-hmm. our children are going to feel differently than our beliefs. Right. And what happens is our ego gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge huge thing to remember that you feel threatened because I've raised you this way and now you're not acting this way and it just gets a lot of emotions right. but if you stay calm and Good, just yeah. like your friend said or your your client said Jesus still loves you yes. just to know what you believe and why you believe it and be able to counter with that mm-hmm. exactly yeah. I think so and, it, and I think you know it, it used to be a, 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 to me more of an easier response years ago if I had been asked that question, you know, because most times the kids' values didn't seem to be as apparent yes, yes. because they, until they got older. But now you're dealing with smaller children yes. who you're saying even like coming into your sessions where these kids are having different values from their parents. And it's not so much anymore that where you can just say to them, you do what I tell you to do. You oh, know, no. right. you live yeah. in my house, you know, kids now it's a whole different way. So it's really a very tricky response, you know, that parents have to go about now. And I'm kind of glad that mine are passed. <laughs> <their age. laughs> Thanks, Lee. You can counsel all of us. Yeah. But I definitely, when I tell people, one of the first things I do is I tell people the first thing is to me is, and you probably know as well as the same kind of feel, but listening to the behavior. Yes. Because sometimes what there is, not so much listening what's coming out of their mouth, but listening to the behavior is so powerful because that will help you tap into what really you're dealing with. And if you're responding to what they're saying versus the behavior, then a lot of times you may be going down the wrong road. Right, right. And I yes. think that's powerful. You know, what Trudy said of um, like bouncing it out and trying to understand yes. and being calm. Yes. I think that the biggest thing is to seek to understand why do you believe that? Because yes. a lot of times they think they believe that, yes. but they you just need to understand it. Okay, well, why? And a lot of times when you talk to somebody, you're like, why do you feel this way? A lot of times they don't feel that way. And they never sat down and have been asked that. But at the same time, that means that we need to know. Mm-hmm. while we believe what we exactly. believe so that we can explain that yes. because that question can fairly be turned around and should be turned right. around yes. so that they understand as well. Right. And I think we need to learn more to listen to hear mm-hmm. versus listening to respond. Yes. We're so That's quick good. to want to respond to, well, wait a minute, wait, you know, and we're not getting to the root of the issue mm-hmm. of why they're actually responding that way. We had a situation um, where there are middle schoolers and, and one decided she wanted to be homosexual and so she brought her friends in 
and her friends, well, well she's doing it, I might as well do it. Well, yeah. you know, what's the, what's the reason behind right. it? Is it rejection? Is it trying to mm-hmm. fit in? So where is it coming yes. from? So instead of condemning, we've got to respond in love, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes back to identity. Mm-hmm. What is it your does. identity? Yeah. How do I identify? How right. do you identify? Well, I'd say that I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, recently I was filling in a governmental form and they asked me the question, what race are you? I wanted mm-hmm. to put human. Why does this matter? Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when I took, um, I took Albie to the doctor, she was three, and they asked her, they, well, they asked, is she, does, she, does she identify with a boy or a girl? And I was like, well, clearly she's a, a girl, right? right? But, you know, like, I'm like, clearly she is a girl. And I was like, you know, they're trying, we've got to be mindful because yes. society, mindful right, right. society is trying to put that doubt in our children right. if we're not watching yes. and we're not listening. And that's why we have to go back to the protection aspect that we yes. talked about earlier in this episode. In Matthew 6, through 26, it talks about guard your children's eyes, guard yes. their heart. A lot of times they see other things as normal and we also have to be very intentional about their education. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah, there was, um, I was just reading and uh, it says, pray before you say. Yes. The split oh, second good. in the moment prayer may be the exact amount of time needed to avoid saying something that you'll regret later, mm-hmm. you know. So, so it's so important when we deal with our kids that, you know, pray before we say. Right. Yeah. We can't take back words. You can't. Once they're out, you can't, you can't take them back. And I think it's so important to empower people to realize we've said it before, you are the authority in your child's life, not the government, not Mm -hmm. the educators, and how that has changed and transitioned that parents don't have a voice in a small child's life Mm -hmm. that is going to make a decision Mm -hmm. about changing their gender, which will impact them for the rest of their life, Mm -hmm. is completely wrong. And as Christians, we have to stand against that. We do, we do. You know, and I think also to love the person, hate the sin, right? We love them. I don't agree with you. I'm going to agree to disagree with what you're choosing right now, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to change my love for you. I'm still going to love you and I'm going to pray you back on course. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, because your children always have to feel loved and accepted but you don't have to agree with what they Mm -hmm. are doing or what they want to do because the world will be crazy if we keep this up. It, it will. It will be out of control. And we'll have no backbones in our personalities because we'll be flip-flopping around because we haven't stood on solid ground. Right. And there's an element where you have to go back to the proverb and yes. say, train up a child yep. in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart and hand them over to God. Yeah. Arrows at some point. You have to let them loose. That's yes, right. And yes, right. you have to let them go. You have to. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch them go and you pray as they go. But, you know, Lee, what about discipline? One thing, discipline is um, primary because we're responsible. God said it in his Mm -hmm. word, you know, we're to train them up. You know, I was reading older, I think our kids now, they get away with a lot more things, you know, and they should thank God they're not in the um, Old Testament because Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, I was reading about if you had a rebellious son, they told him, take him outside the gates, you know, and stone him to death. I'm going, oh my God, that'd be a lot of the kids (laughs) nowadays we'd be getting stoned. A lot of the parents too. Oh my gosh, because we're all somebody's kid. (laughs) Right, yeah. So, yeah, but we do have a responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we have to approach discipline, though, in a way that's really going to be effective because a lot of things that people do in discipline is not effective. Exactly. I think that's the word effective, purposeful and intentional as we raise kids. Stay with us. We'll be right back with some final words here at the Christian View. Welcome back to the Christian View. 
Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on parenting, and it is definitely not for the week. I would encourage you to get out your scripture and get in your prayer closet and just ask the Lord to guide you and direct you with each of your children because they're all knitted together so uniquely and differently. Know that Jesus loves you and that he wants that relationship with you. Reach out to us if you want any more questions on how you can become a child of God, and we'll see you next time here on The Christian View. Bye-bye.